What's up, guys? This is Denny Griggs, and you're listening to Dose of Dedication. Episode 4, kicking off with a voice message via the Anchor app. Remember, guys, if you have a question or want to get featured on the podcast, all you got to do is download the Anchor app and send a voice message to the Dose of Dedication podcast. Let's dive into this week's question. Hey, Denny. John here. Good work on your first couple of episodes. I've really enjoyed listening. Question for you. What advice would you give someone that is overcoming a setback? I'm talking about a setback in the gym, but also could be a setback in personal life too. For example, I'd recently lost 30 pounds, was starting to see great gains in the gym, and then suffered a shoulder injury. I've been out of it for about six weeks, trying to jump back onto the horse, but the shoulder's still not 100%. Put on a few pounds of what was lost. Just what would you give someone to overcome those struggles? And then how would that also translate to a unrelated physical injury and then maybe just a setback that you've overcame i appreciate and look forward to your insight again great work on the podcast first off i want to say thanks uh to john for asking the question that's a really good question and we're going to dig into that here soon but the setbacks you know just just to start this the setbacks are going to be almost the same in and out of the gym the way i approach them but uh Let's let's talk about what what John said first. First of all, like thirty pounds, that's actually that's like huge. That's huge. Um, I'm glad that you've had that sort of success in the gym. Like that is a lot of people don't have that. That's that's awesome that you were able to manage that. Um, it's unfortunate that you had a shoulder injury, but things do get better, and you know that. And then the last thing I want to say before we start is um, you guys need to check out John's podcast. Um, JW Finance. And this is for military or anyone who has a, a TSP account, a thrift savings account, um, thrift savings plan. You need to listen to his podcast because he actually has a lot of insight on how to manage those accounts and not just generic crap that you get in, in regular training, but actually good stuff. And then also, um, if you're in a lot of debt, he also talks a lot about how to tackle debt, and I think he uses his example of paying off $30,000 of debt within a year. So you guys need to check him out and uh, get started early because that's his, vi- his advice to everyone is, you know, to get started early and not late like he did. So give him a shot. Check him out. It's JW Finance. I think you can find it on YouTube, um, Anchor, Spotify. Same, same deal here as this podcast, but uh, please check him out throw them a thumbs up or follow, like, share, subscribe, whatever you got to do to show some some support, but also help yourself out financially like while you're in your 20s. I'm going to tackle this week's question as a personal trainer first, and then I'm going to tackle it as Denny, the guy you guys know. And um, I think it's important that uh, we talk about the physical stuff first because there's a handful of you guys that are just are gym rats and you enjoy that lifestyle. And then there's a handful of you guys that listen to me specifically for the mindset and the abstract motivational type stuff and that can be tackled on life setbacks they're both very much the same thing at least in my mind but uh, we'll start as a personal trainer first and let's talk about this so John suffered a shoulder injury um, and it's been kind of nagging on for like the last six weeks or so but he prefaced it with losing 30 pounds in the gym so 
as a personal trainer, this is just personal training. We'll talk about how to deal with the setback here in a second. But as a personal trainer, that tells me that if this injury happened within the last six weeks and may be a part of that 30-pound weight loss, um, it could be as simple as your leverages have now changed. So when we lose body fat and we lose weight, you know, that the joints, the, the fat around the joints, the fat around the muscles provide a nice leverage and a nice cushion for our motor functions, right? So when you lose a significant amount of body fat, um, you actually, you know, you're going to be more susceptible to injury. Now, I'm not saying John's was as simple as that. It could have been a freak thing. He could have fell. You know, he could have just picked something up the wrong way, you know, picked up the kid the wrong way. There's a lot of things that could go on to his specific situation. But as a personal trainer, my first thing is, well, you've lost a lot of weight. Injuries, you know, you're going to be more susceptible at your your lighter, <laughs> leaner self, right? Like, um, so this is an indicator that maybe when you were heavier, 30 pounds heavier, that uh, your technique was being hidden or your technique, you know, wasn't as sound as it could be because you, the amount of body fat that you may have had and the, the cushion that it provides to your joints and things like that were kind of shadowing, you know, the, um, the technical compensations that need to be made. Uh, and that happens to a lot of people. They, they realize that they can't lift the same. Not, I'm not talking about weights, but, but technically and fundamentally, you can't lift the same when you're, let's just say, fat, and then when you're lean, even for me. And that's what led to uh, me separating my shoulder in 2016. And I'll talk about that here in a bit. But uh, just, just on a baseline level, that's what I would say. I would say it could be a technical issue, like that was being covered up by being fat, um, you know, cause people can, you can get away with a lot of crap being fat. You know, you can bounce weight off your chest. You can bounce weight off your joints because you got that fat to kind of cushion and, and take the blunt of the blow, um, without hurting yourself. And then when you get, when you erase that stuff, you lose body fat. Now you're in a position to where you might feel some cracks and snaps. And that is a, that is a, that is a flag. I don't want to say red flag, but that is a, a notification to the body to be like, you need to work on your technique. So we're going to get started on that. And then I'll, I'll jump into, well, maybe that wasn't the issue. Maybe it's something else. So there is good news. This doesn't mean that you can't lift and all the gains that you made when you were, were bigger are gone. It just means that technically you need to change the way you lift. There might be a couple things you should be changing in your form and and it should be year-round. So when you're thicker and you're fatter, you're going to be lifting the same way you would when you're lean and frail. Um, but it takes that technical technical correction first. got to find that groove where you're absolutely pain-free. And good form looks different for everyone. Because, you know, my, my arm, you know, the humerus is longer than other people's humerus. And where their, uh, their, their forearm, right... Um, could be longer or shorter than mine which means their chest and their clavicle length like all that stuff plays a huge factor and then genetically is your family frail or are they like you know hardy sturdy people like they can just you know they're like tanks me i'm not built like a tank however over the last four and a half years i've been able to adjust my technique 
to where now I can lift just as heavy when I'm light than you know or when I'm heavy when I'm when I'm heavy too so whether I'm bulking or I'm cutting I can lift the same now when you're dieting you're going to have less energy but that doesn't mean you have to have a strength loss so less energy means maybe less output so if I'm benching 225 you know 5 6 7 times when I'm nice and thick and then I'm benching 225 maybe 3 to 5 times when I'm you know skinny or lean it's not because I got weaker, that's just less energy output, right? Because we know that when we diet, we're eating less carbohydrate, which is the body's energy source. You need glycogen. Those stores are going to be low when you're lean. So it's understanding, hey, I'm, I'm more susceptible to injury in this state, so I'm going to pull back. And it's, I'm not going to pull back because I'm weak. I'm pulling back so that I don't have this setback. And, and I learned that when uh, I separated my shoulder in 2016. So 2016 was the my first real fat loss, right? That's the picture that some of you have seen. It's not the cover of this um, podcast. That was my 2017 transformation. But the one prior to that was like the most impressive pretty much anyone has ever seen me at that point in time. It was the first real successful fat loss phase. It lasted about six months and I separated my shoulder like pretty much the last month of it. Um, and it was because I was dumb. I was dumb and I let my ego get in the way of a lot of things too. And I'm not saying this is John's situation. I'm just giving you a little background on this. Um, so I was benching in my garage. Keep in mind, I lost about 25, 26 pounds. It's the first time I've ever done this in my life. So I'm around 150 pounds. Um, and I feel shredded, right? Not knowing what shredded is, but at this time it was shredded. So... Uh, and I had got some coaching advice, you know, I had a coach, um, that said, you know, if you want to retain your strength, you need to lift heavy more often. You need to be doing that more often. Not, you know, once you need that, the way you lift when you're fat is the way you lift when you're, when you're light. Uh, so being young and stupid, I, I didn't know that, you know, that doesn't like, it's not a hundred percent transferable you need to there's a line you draw where it's like okay this is similar to what i was doing when i was fat but it's a safe move so i just went all in and i tried to max out i I was having a good day and i tried to max out um and i put 265 on the bench because i went 245 i was like easy uh didn't even try 250 i just went up to 255 like an idiot so did that got it and i'm like okay and instead of trying 260 i just went straight for 265 and this is at 150 pounds never even tried it in my life didn't understand powerlifting at the time like i was still very new to this guys so very much a beginner um our son was about three months old so my wife was actually watching him in the living room i was in the garage um and i tried to do this by myself knowing i already knew i already knew i wasn't gonna get it like there was like (laughs) There was like an 80% chance I was not going to get this, but ego got in the way. I'm looking shredded, so that illusion of looking strong is like, oh yeah, I got this. And uh, I tried to do it, benched up, um, setup was terrible, and we'll get, that's a technical thing, right? Setup was bad. Everything was just bad. It was not a good time to max, but I, whatever. Um, And I got the weight, and I tried to push it up, and I got about more than halfway up. More than halfway, 
and uh, I, I failed. The weight started falling, and now I have 265 pounds. You know, I'm, I'm like, tired, so I can't even, like, I'm barely holding the weight, so the weight's actually crushing me. And I call my wife, I yell for her, and she has the baby in her arms, and she's like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, this whole time, you know, this is about 30, 40 seconds, a minute has now passed by. And I'm yelling for her, um, and she, like, puts the baby down real quick, and I'm just getting crushed. And I'm like, I need your help. And uh, she's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And I'm like, I can't, I can't get this thing. You can't get this thing. Like, I'm in trouble. So all this time under tension, I'm, like, really hurting. And then finally, I just gave it my all. And she like yanked it up at the same time and uh, and we finally racked it. But during that process of me straining to push up and her trying to help me up, I mean, I was like, get this thing off me or it's I'm going to get crushed. So I'm like overstraining at this point. And I, I felt my collarbone, my collarbone and like my shoulder where they connect, I felt a snap. And uh, in the back of my head, I was like, Mm, that's not good but I didn't say anything so I got up we racked the weight and I'm like holding my shoulder I'm like oh man that hurt thanks um and you know not knowing I didn't know that I had a separated shoulder until I started looking in the mirror and I felt like my arm was hanging off my shoulder like I was like this is really weird and then next thing you know I see this protrusion out of my collarbone and my shoulder area it's like just this lump and I'm like is that my collarbone? And I'm like pushing down and it's like bouncing up and down. And, um, I started getting scared. So I looked at shoulder injuries. I'm going on the internet, figuring all this out. And I'm like, all the, all the data and all the information is saying that I separated my shit. And it, there's, there's different cases of severe, you know, light, moderate shoulder separations. I think I was somewhere between moderate to severe, not like full on severe. Cause I've seen like severe ones where like, your collarbone is separated like three inches from your shoulder cuff. Like it wasn't that bad, but it, my acromion clavicular joint, I don't know if I'm saying it right, the AC joint, right? It was separated basically, or pretty much moderately to severe torn. So there may have been some ligaments holding on, but it was like so stretched out to the point, like I literally had a bump hanging out of my, my shoulder. It looked kind of gross. Like I broke my collarbone, but nothing was broken. It was just separated from the shoulder. Um, and it was extremely painful. So that was my first exposure to a setback in the gym. So the smart thing would have been to, to tone it back and rest and recover. But I, you know, I had like three more weeks of this fat loss in and I was, you know, all hyped up because, you know, this is, this was that first fat loss transformation. I was getting a lot of attention. So my ego got in the way of a lot of recovery um so i i was stubborn about it and i just i kept trucking along i couldn't bench the way i was benching i couldn't push anything over my head i couldn't even do pull-ups so i was like trying to find ways to work around it and as a personal trainer now with the experience i have you know that's the first thing i'm going to say to john is if if there is any sort of discomfort the the setback of not being able to train your upper body is almost worse, not worse, is almost worth the pain and the amount of prolonged time the, re the recovery is going to take if you were to work through it, right? Because so there's a lot of people that say to work through things. And I think there is a time and place for it. But when it comes to snap, crackles and pops, um, the the setback of, of being put on the bench for injury is is almost worth it. It's almost worth 
the prolonged time of, oh, I'm going to work through it because it's going to take you longer. This is well, my case. This is about six to eight months, actually almost a year, really, um, a year of rehab and recovery. If I would have just been smart and sat on the bench for maybe four to six months, it might have been better. But keep in mind, my ego is in the way. I was a lot younger. I decided to keep pushing, and I was like, I'm going to work through this, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer. I can find ways to work around this. When really, I was just lying to myself about it. So, I guess by example, I did it the wrong way. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, when I say working around things is acceptable in some settings, that's more for like, that is more for, I want to say, more soreness-related injuries. Things are sore. Things are tender. That is where I would say it's it's acceptable to work through, right? Because people, a lot of people actually don't know the difference between soreness and injury. So when you learn that that line, it's really your judgment to kind of to draw it, right? Like, okay, this is muscle soreness. This is muscle injury. This is tearing. So there's there's a difference there, um, and you it's different for everyone. But as a coach or as a personal trainer, I would say. We need to we need to distinguish what the injury is. We need to diagnose what it is. So the first step in a physical setback is actually going to the doctor. Um, I don't know if you've done this already, John, but that's what I would do. I would go to the doctor and get a diagnosis, whether that's an X-ray or you know MRI. I don't know what your situation is, but I would say we need to find out what the issue is. Like, let's say I I didn't have the smarts that I do and it wasn't a separated shoulder. It was a completely different thing, but I'm assuming it's an, a separated shoulder and I'm doing all this work that's not even going to help heal the actual injury because I don't know what it is. So becoming aware, finding the source, that's what I want you to do. Like, find the source. Maybe the doctor says it's a torn pec and, you know, maybe maybe four to six weeks is what you need. Um, but really I'm not, I'm not qualified. Nobody is qualified to tell you what your injury is except for someone who studies the body, right? So, um, doctor's advice. And if you don't like what they tell you, get a second opinion. That's what I would do because some of these, some of these guys are fucking crazy and they don't know what they're talking about. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but that's what I would do. Let's find the source. And then if you feel like you can work around the injury at least you know your boundaries that you can work within that keep you from re-injuring or aggravating the injury right so if you know what it is it's so much easier for us to attack the issue right like i it's exactly this but there's a lot of uncertainty with injuries because people are like i think it's this i think it's that and it's like have you gone to the fucking doctors yet well no but i read we don't want to take that route Go find out what it is. If if you want to get back to the gym and kind of rebuild and start anew, that we need to we need to diagnose what it is. It could be something serious that requires surgery. And keep in mind, my, when I separated my shoulder, when the clavicle separates, you know, from the the shoulder girdle, right? Like it just bounces around, and all that flexion and bouncing around of the bone. What happens is sometimes you get bone on bone movement and it creates little bone spurs which is very painful and pinches a lot of nerves up in there which creates a lot of inflammation and swelling so this was something i dealt with a lot 
because I made the decision not to get surgery. I didn't want to get cut open. Um, in retrospect, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. I'm not sure because I'm I'm stronger than ever now. But I know it was a very long road. So I can't give you that recommendation. Um, but basically what they do with the separated shoulder is they would saw down the bone where they're rubbing so that they can no longer rub. And then you would basically get put in a sling, heal up, and let everything grow back nice and you know, in place and there would be no bone spurs, no rubbing, no chipping, no pinching, all that good stuff. So I don't know the right or wrong answer for that. It's really what what you got and what you want. Um, but now we know where, where we need to work. That's, that's really what I'm getting to. We know our boundaries and this is, this is where the setback now becomes a comeback. Um, because we can start analyzing what we did wrong in the past. We really need to audit what is going on. And that's, in the gym, this requires a technique check. Auditing your system is going to be the comeback for your setback. Um, now, there are some freak things that happen. Like, I'm not going to say that everyone has technical, you know, everyone's just fucked up and they're lifting wrong in the gym. But... Let's be real here. If you're not a pro, what are the chances that you might be doing something wrong? I would, I would say that's that's likely for anyone. Um, so when you're when you're put on the bench, and this is how I approached my injury, when I finally accepted that this wasn't getting better and things were hurting, and I was probably doing more bad than good by trying to work through it and be a man. Um, that's when I. Self-awareness, guys, fuck. This This now transcends the gym, but <laughs> hopefully you just saw that. I'm building self-awareness, right? I'm realizing, damn, maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm not right. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. This This was the gym, though. This was my setback. So um, I finally learned how to audit my system. And I realized, like, if I really want to be this, this pro, like, lifter and, like, be knowledgeable and be smart... I need to learn how to overcome this challenge. And it starts with me. It doesn't matter. I This is my attitude. It doesn't matter if someone takes my arms, my legs, whatever the case may be. If I'm the person who I say I am, it starts with me. Change starts with me. And I, I, took, it, I took that in the chest to say, you got hurt because of something you did. It wasn't an accident. It's, it's fucking your fault. Um, and I approach that with any any type of setback now like even um what if it was a freak accident like what if i could bench 300 and i snap my shit on 260 right um i would still deep down like i know that there's accidents and there's freak things that happen but deep down there's a part of me that believes that if i was strong enough and prepared enough that those things don't happen like for example an athlete snaps their achilles playing basketball right Everyone says it's a freak thing. It should never happen. It's one in a million. But part of me is like, well, maybe if that guy had trained his calves more, like his calf muscles, yeah, he can dunk because he's 6'5", blah, blah, blah. I I get it, okay? I get the athleticism. But what I'm saying is muscular-wise and fundamentally, if we were a well-tuned machine, that injury wouldn't have happened. Look at – I'm not a huge LeBron James fan, but look at LeBron James. He is a physical specimen, 
That's why he doesn't get hurt. And then you look at these other basketball guys that are small as a twig getting snapped up. It's because their body can't handle the forced production that they're creating via leverage. So something snaps, right? Um, I know I'm getting off topic, but what I mean is like LeBron's got some muscle. And you also see the way he trains. He trains way differently than a lot of athletes. And it's, it's almost like he trains to prevent injury where other guys are training to get stronger. I know that's kind of the same thing, but it's really not. And this, this comes to auditing your system and learning better technique. So being on the bench is your chance to be like, okay, I can't, I can't bench anymore. I can't lift this thing anymore, but I can spend the next four to six months possibly. I'm not, that's just a number, but I can spend this time learning how to do it the right way. All right, guys, there's the magic sound for your habitsbrand.com discount. Use this code IRONMAN40 for 40% off your entire order. Thanks. So I've, I've been kind of ab- abstract about this. So now let's, let's get into practicality. How do I put this into practice? Okay, so step one, we went to the doc. We got a good recommendation or a good diagnosis of what's going on. The doctor says you have a moderate shoulder separation, right? I'm just making an example. Okay, moderate shoulder separation. What can I not do? Let's just say you have a good doctor and the doctor says, well, I don't recommend that you baby baby this. I recommend that you work at 50% of your workload capacity or I recommend that you only work with the barbell in the gym for four to six weeks and then come back and reassess. Okay, sounds good. Now we have the diagnosis. We have our little bubble that we can work in. We're going to work with the barbell. Um, and then you go tell your trainer, or if you're your own trainer, you say, okay, I'm going to continue lifting weights in the gym. I'm not going to baby this because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go backwards. I've just lost 30 pounds. I don't want to do, you know, go backwards. So, okay. Now my, my upper body training days, I'm only allowed to lift something of a barbell or lighter. And I'm going to stop when it starts hurting. But I'm also going to start studying proper technique. And that comes from people watching you who maybe are good at lifting. And it also comes with, uh, you know, yourself. What feels right? Like, can you get in a groove and can you feel like, okay, this is, I like this. This feels comfortable because some of you might watch my technique on video and think that looks perfect. And then you try it and you're like, this shit fucking hurts. I feel every snap, crackle, pop in my body. That's because what works for me will not work for you. There are general guidelines and things like that that you can kind of look for in a lift that everyone should want to go for. But as far as your leverages go, like I said, you're built differently than I am. So you have to find what fits you. And that's going to come through research. You got to Google, you know, fucking YouTube, how to bench press correctly. And then watch like 20 videos and then build a consensus and say, okay, I liked what this guy said. I didn't like what he said. I liked what he said. She said, blah, blah, blah. And then you develop your own Bruce Lee version of the bench press, right? You took eight different styles and you combined them all together. Um, And then you work with that barbell and you practice. It's going to take a lot of practice to rebuild your motor skills, you know, because you've been benching so many years incorrectly per se um, that now you got to 
you got to start crawling again. And that's in, you know, in, in practicality, that's the barbell. You start with the barbell, you practice this new technique. Okay. I'm going to be aware that I'm tucking my shoulders this way. I'm bracing my core. I'm using this, you know, all the different things to kind of work the new way. And what you might find is that even with a separated shoulder, like I'm using myself as an example, you might find that even with a separated shoulder, your new technique doesn't hurt. Now, obviously the load is not a lot, you know, you're using a barbell, but you're like, wow, I don't feel anything. Now that doesn't mean that's not grounds for you to just load it up and go back to where you were. It just means you need to start practicing and you need to get comfortable and start building that tolerance again and getting getting your central nervous system and getting your muscles ready to handle loads that you were, you know, a few weeks ago. And keep in mind, this is, this is not a, a pain-free journey. You might feel some aches and pains along the way during your rehab, but what we're doing by, by learning new technique, new fundamentals, we're, we're trying to build up, you know, from the ground again, from, from ground zero. So there's going to be some aches and pains because maybe now you're hitting muscles and areas that you've never, you weren't even aware of because you weren't lifting correctly, right? So, um, it's not going to be perfect, right? And my, my journey was like, I want to say like over, I need to look at my stats, but I'm pretty sure it's over a year because this is the first year. It's 2019. Now this is the first year I've benched over 265 pounds and handled it, you know, without a spotter and all that other stuff. So it's been a while. Um, and I, I've had some setbacks along the way, but I, I know my body. And that's really one thing is you got to become aware of what what you got going on. When you can do that, you're going to be in good shape. Um, so now let's talk about the 30 pounds because that's the other part of the uh, equation. He lost 30 pounds and some of that progress is going away because he's been, you know, held captive by this injury. I don't I'm going to bring in a little comparison here. Um but a lot of you guys probably know that like I have a weird obsession with Iron Man. Um, I view I view the training and the physical self, like my my body as as the suit, and I view my brain and you know Denny, my personality. I view that as like Tony Stark, and it's because there's something about that. That, you know, I think it was in Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, like when he loses his suits and all that stuff. And he kind of like hits rock bottom. The kid in that movie reminds him like, you're the guy who made the suit. The suit is not you. So like, for me, when when I got injured, um, it wasn't an excuse for me to stop all together. I was like, no, I'm, I'm still this guy like who has a lot of knowledge, um, given his experience. And... I'm I'm the guy who created this transformation. I'm I'm also the guy who can get my find my way out of this. So I have a little obsession with Iron Man. So actually my my focus changed in the gym and this is what I would say to John. Um <coughs> you know, maybe maybe you don't train your upper body anymore and you you take that hit. But the you know, if you've been listening to my podcast and if you've been following my advice, which I think you have, um you would know that you can continue weight loss without training your upper body. You still got your lower body. You can still jog. You can still walk. You can still train your calves. You can still train your hamstrings. You can still train your quads. 
Um, you might not be able to put a barbell on your back and do squats because that barbell is crushing your shoulder, which is where the pain is. But maybe maybe you do leg press where you get to sit on your ass and, you know, just do leg press, do leg extensions, leg curls, hamstring, uh, you know what I mean? All kinds of stuff. Um, you could train your abs. You what I what I saw my injury was because like what I did is I actually stopped doing um, all pushing and pulling movements for about like four months or something like that. And although it was a setback in my strength and endurance, it finally allowed me to heal. I was able to swallow that pill, but I used it as an opportunity to work on things that I wasn't that good at. I I got chicken legs. Got to this day, I still have chicken legs. So when you guys give me a comment on my legs, I'm like fuck like it makes me feel good but in the back of my head i'm like these are still small um but it gave me a chance to really work on those things and expand my knowledge in lower body training so i i worked within my boundaries and i trained my lower body harder than i ever had because that's all i had and that was kind of my my iron man moment where it was like okay you took my upper body my my bread and butter but i i still have my brain so I was still able to get lean um, because we know that, you know, although we like lifting, losing weight is about calories in versus calories out. And you can do that without training. Now, are you going to get that chiseled look that you want? No, your upper body might be a little softer, but you can still train your lower body. You can still, you know, exercise and the, the, the techniques and the skills that you've acquired to lose the 30 pounds are still there. Just because you hurt your shoulder doesn't mean you have to forget your other things in your life. So that's what I would do. You know, if you were still into weight loss, that's what I would do. Um, but I also I also wouldn't beat myself up. That's something I, I dwelled on this injury for so long. And that's something I would tell John, like, don't beat yourself up. First of all, you lost 30 pounds. Okay, you gained 10 back. You're still down 20 from probably, you know, a time in your life when you're like, God, I'm I'm a little thick. So... I don't know how much weight you've gained back. Hopefully not. it's not the whole thing, but don't put that pressure on yourself. It's okay. You've already done it once. You can do it again. You, you know what it takes. And when you get healthy, I'm, I'm confident that you'll do it again because you have, you have the knowledge. You've just been put on the bench. So they took your suit, but they didn't take your brain. I want to shift positions now into the life setbacks. Hopefully you guys got the picture about training, right? Get diagnosed, learn the fundamentals over again because it's likely that you were doing something wrong, um, and then rebuild. And, you know, they take your arms, use your legs. It's that simple. Um, it really is. And then, I mean, you know, training gets a lot more technical than that. But on a on a baseline level, that's that's what I did. I relearned my my bench press. And then I practiced it, the new technique, for two years and then I was finally able to surpass my all-time best without a spotter 270 pounds and uh from what I've seen on the feedback people think I could have got you know 275 280 so I could have pushed it but hey lesson learned we don't need to push it you know like I'm not a power lifter I'm not trying to compete so why do I need to find out what my my true max is for my ego and that's where I want to get into life setbacks guys I feel like we have life setbacks and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and I, you know I don't ever I don't look at things as setbacks anymore but I think it was 
it took uh it took correction like I got rid of my ego right like now I don't view anything as a setback if if I do have a setback you know just by using the word if I do have a setback I look at it as an opportunity to grow like it's feedback it's feedback we don't want to hear but look at a setback as feedback like you know an unhappy customer it's feedback it's letting you know that something's wrong and needs to get fixed that's an opportunity to grow what i look at it as is it's like a second chance because a real setback would be like death like no you don't get to fix this you're done getting fired like that's it you're done fuck you but even then getting fired is just a setback like if you're not dead a setback is feedback it's it and what i've realized you know over the last four and a half years especially as i push this message of like working hard telling the truth you know like being honest with yourself letting go of the ego you know all the all the things that i'm about the more i push that the more I start to stir the pot and I can see that people get pissed off. Like they get mad about what I'm saying. They're like, fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. And why? It's because I'm pushing that ego button. Like they don't like it. It's, it's, it's hurting. It's hurting the image of who they think they are. And that's never my intention. But with life setbacks, I feel like people take it personally. Nothing in this world is personal. Honestly, like unless you're dead. Unless... But even then, that I don't. The way I view it is, is like it transcends bullshit, and I I don't know any other way to put it. Um, I look at I look at you know if someone's unhappy with me, it's not I'm not gonna go well. What the fuck is your problem? I'm gonna say okay. Well, what do I need to fix? And listen to them, even if they're not right. You know, even if in in my head somehow I feel like. No, this guy's just fucking crazy. I'm I listen to it. Um I that that shoulder injury when I separated my shoulder and I was like, you know, all about my ego and blowing up on Instagram like, "Oh yeah, you know, blow up." That was it. It was such a shot to my ego that it it changed the way I look at everything. It like broke me down. Like you might some people some some dude's going to be like, "Dude, it's a fucking gym. Shut up." But for me, that was tough on me. It was my kind of like crucible. I, there was another situation shortly after that where I almost died that really caused me to audit my system. But we're not, that's another story. But the separating my shoulder was one of the first real times in my life where I was like, I have to figure this out. I can't just, I can't just keep like blindly attacking and attack, 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 attack. Because now I've put up this defense to where like I'm un- I'm una- unable to be receptive to the feedback that the world is giving me. So it's it's all feedback, and you see a lot of people like, "Hey, what should I do to do this?" If it's not the right information that they're looking for, or does not agree with their preconceived notion that you are going to give them something they want to hear, they get triggered. I fall victim to it sometimes and I, I check myself though um you know like let's example here let's say you know my clothing brand drops a new piece of clothes clothing and uh you know it only makes a few sales and i'm like what the hell like 
don't people like me? Yeah, I could take it personal or I can audit the system, you know, be aware of what's really going on. Say, no, they, they didn't like the product. And that's really what it is. It's feedback. It's feedback, guys. It's not a setback. It's a chance for you to, to change. So every time you have a setback, start looking back at yourself and reflecting on yourself. Don't, it's never outward. It's always going to come from you. And that's what taught me. I learned that from bench pressing. It not that sad? Like it's weird, right? I learned it from bench pressing. I learned everyone's lessons. Like everyone's going to have that moment where they learn. It's the moment where they learn. But for me, it was separating my shoulder and realizing nobody's going to help me out of this. Like there's not one personal trainer. There's not one doctor. There's not one person that cares about me separating my shoulder and is going to get me to get it better. I need to realize that this is my fault and I need to fix it. And I think once, once that transcends the gym and we, we put it into practice in real life, there's no such thing as a setback. And if you're inspired by this and you're motivated, that's, that's great. But I also understand there's going to be a handful of people that are like, no, fuck you, dude. Like, I just lost my job. This is truly a setback because I might lose my home. Like, I don't want to sound insensitive to those people. I understand the severity of some setbacks in life. But where I'm coming from is a place of perspective. This is about taking that inward look at yourself. Because if you're getting mad and you're like, no, you don't understand. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. Blah, blah, blah. You're still on the attack. You're still on the attack and you're throwing up this wall that doesn't allow you to look at yourself. You have so much control over your outcomes. And if you fail, it's not failure. It's it's a learning lesson so that you get better. It's like, you know, history repeats itself when we fail to understand it. Historically, if you keep failing, when are you going to learn that, hey, no matter where I go, I keep getting fired. When does that switch come on? Like, okay, maybe it's me. If you keep getting in fights with all your friends, when do you stop and realize I'm the issue? Like, when does that happen? What what line do you draw? That's what I'm going to ask you. Because I understand, like, how much is at stake for a life setback. But I also know how quickly it can be changed by your perspective the quicker you realize that that job is never coming back, the quicker you can start finding a new one. There's, there's not much more to it. Like if you're going to hold on to it and believe what you believe, this is where I was talking about earlier in the gym. If, if, if you're going to keep going to the gym and keep bench pressing and just grinding down that shoulder girdle, there may be a point of no return. And what's it going to take for you to realize that you just need to swallow that pill and be like, I need to, I need to change because I'm over here, you know, taking shots, but I'm not hitting anything yet. You're on the offense and you're not, you're not scoring any points. You need to, you need to sit on the bench, look at what's actually going on and re, you know, audit yourself, be honest 
It's not fun to tell yourself that you suck. It's not fun to tell yourself that you're somewhere in life where you shouldn't. You're like, I should be a lot further than this. It's not fun, but this is self-awareness. My analogy happened to be in the gym, a, a place where if you get hurt, you know, you can usually come back. I understand that in life, you screw up. Some things are detrimental. But it's the perspective. If you took everything away from me, I have to realize that you didn't give me any of that either. I earned it and I can do it again. And it's gonna hurt, it's gonna be painful, it's gonna require some sacrifice, it's gonna require me to change my methods and, and you know make my process efficient, but that's the that's the whole Iron Man idea. Like with which with each new suit that you know Tony Stark creates, the suit gets better, it serves a purpose. And then he gets his ass whooped. And then in the next movie, he improves on it. And then he gets his ass whooped again. And the next movie, he improves on it, right? Like, eventually, he hits the pinnacle of his technology. His suit will never be greater than, you know, the one that he died in. And what did I say? Everything, you know, setback is a feedback until you die. And in the in the final movie, you know, Iron Man dies. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> but he dies. But his it wasn't his suit. His suit was the pinnacle. It was, you know, that was the essence of Tony Stark was everything in that suit. That's why he didn't lose. He won. Cost him costed him his life, but that's the analogy I'm trying to make, guys. Until you're dead, you really gotta look at this as a chance to grow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode four of the Dose of Dedication. I really appreciate your guys' feedback on this. And uh, John, best of luck on your shoulder injury. I know how that goes. So if you're still having issues, you know, please reach out to me uh, personally. And I will, I'll do everything I can to help you out. And congrats on your weight loss. Congrats on your podcast, JW Military Finance. Please guys, go check them out. And... Uh, yeah, keep sending questions and we're going to keep tackling these issues every week. Thank you guys so much and we'll see you next time.